Welcome to the latest on the law, a podcast of the Boston Bar Association. The Commonwealth's premier legal association, the BBA, is home to over 15,000 members and 140 institutional partners consisting of law firms, corporations, government agencies, legal aid organizations, and law schools. Visit us at bostonbar.org to learn more. I'm Tom Ambrosino. I'm the court administrator for the trial court, and uh, I am just going to take a minute to just uh, introduce what we hope to accomplish today. As you know, with the great help of a lot of members of the BBA, the trial court was able to secure from the legislature back in the summer of 2022, at the start of fiscal year 2023, a major IT bond bill. Uh, authorization for uh, the bond bill uh, components was about $165 million, the expectation being that the trial court would uh, spend that money and implement the plan over the course of roughly five plus years. Um, and so we've been doing that. Uh, the trial court uh, in fiscal year 23 spent about 30 plus million dollars starting this implementation. We expect in FY24, our current fiscal year, we'll expend around the same amount of money. Uh, with that kind of expenditure, we should be able to complete everything we hope to do in the five-year timeframe. Now, the one caution I have is that we've only been getting allocations from uh, the executive officer's capital plan uh, of about $10 million a year, uh, $10 million in FY23, $10 million in FY24. Keep in mind, there are billions of authorizations, capital authorizations out there. So every year when the actual allocations are made, uh, which usually each year is about a total of 3 billion set across the Commonwealth, we're fighting and competing with every other state entity for uh, bond dollars, real cash. Uh, notwithstanding that, there are billions and billions of authorizations out there. So. We've been allocated about $10 million a year for these first two years. Uh, we've been able to supplement those allocations with our own operating money so that we could continue on the path of a five-year implementation plan. Obviously, we're going to probably in the future need a little more than $10 million allocated to us if we want to complete all the things Steve is going to describe to you in the next uh, few years. Uh, but we are on, on track to do that. And so uh, we're hopeful that uh, uh, the same uh, good fortune will follow us over the next few years. So with that as sort of a backdrop, uh, knowing uh, that we have started this IT bond bill implement implementation process, we're about you know a year and a half into it. Uh, we are, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Steve so he can give you an overview of what we hope to accomplish with this money that the legislature gave us, where we are today, and where we hope to be at the conclusion of this process. So, uh, Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you. That's great. Thanks, Tom. I, I appreciate it, and appreciate everybody making time uh, to come here. Uh, you know what we're up to in the judiciary as far as IT. Uh, you know, over the course of the next thirty minutes, you know, I'm going to give you an update of you know, where the judiciary was, you know, prior to the bond, uh, you know, the contents of the bond, uh, and, uh, you know, what progress we've made to date. 
So, you know, just, you know, going back, you know, to pre-bond, um, you know, the, the judiciary had been underspending in IT uh, going back into the, into the 90s. So I think through the, through the 2000s, the judiciary averaged spending about 2% of their operating budget on technology and hadn't received any, you know, infusion of capital to invest in technology since really 1997. So, uh, you know, in the in the mid 2000, in the in the the late 2010. So I think in 2018, 17, 18, you know, uh, under Chief Kerry, a lot of good work was put in to evaluate, you know, what do we need to do to to catch up, you know, technology wise. And a study was put together, you know, and you know came to the realization that underfunding uh, over the course of a, a long period of time it led to a, a lot of deficit that we needed to make up, and the only way to do that was through, uh, you know, an IT bond bill. I'm going to share some slides here, and I hope everybody can see that. You know. Pre-bond without without any major infusions of uh, of resources, dollars, and, and people, really the the court is a was a patchwork of technology, where there'd be different pilots, uh, sometimes within uh, within departments, sometimes within within courthouses, but often implementations were done in in a small way, with many different pilots done in different ways uh, across the trial court. And that led to really a, a patchwork of technology um, that didn't work uh, together very well and certainly wouldn't be consistent as you went from one courthouse to another or one department to another as to how uh, the technology and the business processes within the different departments actually work. And we also, with the layering on of, of one solution onto another uh, and not an enterprise view of attacking challenges because the the money and the resources weren't there to do it from an enterprise perspective. We we see that technical debt build up. You know, on the on the right, uh, you see a picture of one of our actual uh, network closets, uh, where you know over the course of you know twenty five years, uh, every time something needed to be added in that space, another wire was connected. Maybe not. Uh, with, without enough time and, and space to do it holistically. And over time, you just build up, uh, you know, challenges. That's obviously a, a difficult uh, closet to unwind and make work consistently. If you have to go into that closet and, and you know, add another, another connection or add some more functionality, it's going to be pretty hairy to do it with the way that the things have built up. And I, I think it's a good, uh, you know, it's emblematic of a lot of things that we that we've faced in this, you know, in our technology environment, where things have been added up over time, and they become unsustainable, and certainly lack the agility and the ability to scale up and add additional uh, features uh, over time. So, you know, I give a lot of credit. I wasn't here at the time, but I think a lot of good work was done. In putting together the bond bill, really focused on how do we improve our infrastructure, get to a, re a more reliable uh, position, uh, 
where technology can su better support, you know, the mission of the, of the court. And I'll give one example of, of the way that, you know, a, a holistic approach, a, a non-holistic approach to, you know, problem solving actually creates, you know, more issues down the line. So, you know, the court, like many, uh, like many of the different courts across the country, was very interested in implementing e-file. It was a, you know, a hot topic back in the, you know, in the 2010s. And so we implemented e-file and we started to allow attorneys to, you know, submit some filings over e-file. And so those, those filings would go in, the clerk could accept the, the filing electronically, but really from there, we didn't have a good approach to make sure that we could treat everything digitally from then forward. So those filings came in electronically, but from, from there, the clerk really had to print out, print out the filings and then distri distribute it on paper. Uh, really, uh, you know, creating, uh, you know, more confusion and, and work uh, for the clerk. It's less, less efficient because there's now two ways to submit filings. Uh, as opposed to, you know, a, a comprehensive uh, improvement in the process. So, you know, we hear pretty consistently from the, you know, the the DCAs and the clerks, you know, we're really not e-filing, we're e-collecting. We're taking the, the filing electronically, but from there we're turning it back into paper and processing it not achieving all the benefits that you'd be looking for, the efficiencies uh, in terms of availability of, uh, of, the, of the information more available and also the efficiencies of, of data processing. You know, we, a holistic approach would be, you know, take in those e-filings and for us to have the tools to electronically manage that, that filing through the course of its lifetime until it ultimately hits uh, mass courts. Where a filing comes in, it's accepted by the clerk electronically, and then it's distributed to the, the places that it needs to go uh, and, and, and stays in electronic form, not on paper. And so while we did e-file, you know, many, many of our court staff and judges didn't have the tools to actually manage the, manage the filings electronically whether it be the end user tools, the network capacity or the capabilities of mass courts, the rest of that process didn't exist. And so, you know, the, the creators of the bond bill really focused on, you know, starting to think enterprise-wide, enterprise-wide solutions and holistically look, look at the processes that we're trying to lay out. I think there was a realization um, you know, our, our infrastructure needed to be modernized and reliable uh, if we were going to become a digital court. So these are the three main umbrella categories that were that were laid out in the bond. And I, I'll actually work right to right to left, um, because when we talk about operations excellence, uh, you know, it, we get into those supporting technologies and supporting functions that allow uh, the more, you know, kind of valuable or seen functions to operate reliably. So the, the court, uh, you know, when I, when I came in, we had 10 megabit connections 
into each of the courthouses. Uh, you know, single, you know, single connections. We're dealing with constant outages, uh, and as a total for the hundred buildings uh, that make up the uh, the court system, they had as much network capacity as your individual house had at uh, at home via Comcast. So think about a you know a dispersed hundred courthouses having the same capacity as as you had at home. Um, you know that is not gonna provide the, the type of foundation needed to become a digital court. And so, you know, we, and when we look at the data centers, you know, the state of the data centers, most of the technology in the data centers was end of life, you know, the networking uh, technology, as well as the, um, as well as the, the servers and storage, uh, many of that was using outdated, um, you know, technologies that needed to be upgraded. So it could better support, be more reliable, be more redundant. Um, because no matter how good a system you put on the on the front end, if it can't perform, if it's not available, uh, it's it's not going to be uh, functional for the users. the The bond also includes uh, provisions for you know modernizing and securing the judiciary, the you know the hundred uh, courthouse locations. Or a point of you know, folks come to come to the courthouse to resolve uh, to resolve disputes. Um, you know, it's a it's a place of contention. Often, we see uh, you know, there people need to feel safe as well employees as well as court visitors. In many of our physical security systems that are leveraged by our security team to provide that security had been out of date and uh, you know well past the end of life. So the bond covers uh, up, upgrading those systems and improving the physical security in the courthouses. We've also, uh, the bond also, oh, thanks Tom. So we will make the slides available, you know, post, uh, uh, post the, the webinar here. The bond also makes provisions for improving the digital security. You know, we obviously have a lot of, uh, you know, sensitive information, as well as we know that uh, information security can impact the availability of court services. We need to have a, a, a system that is uh, defendable. Uh, again, going to business, how do we keep business operations going? Uh, we know that we had a, uh, you know, outdated mode of actually defending uh, from digital attacks or cyber attacks. And so the bond uh, has provisions in there for improving our cybersecurity. You know, those, the operations excellence in the modern and secure judiciary provide a lot of the foundational pieces to the area that folks are gonna be much more interested in, which is the digital courthouse and courtroom. And so, and the digital courthouse and courtroom focuses on, uh, you know, improving the end user experience, improving the efficiencies and operations within the within the courthouse itself. Uh, you know, it talked about, uh, you know, some of the challenges with e-file and not having an end-to-end solution. The bill, you know, has provisions for improving our content management and and providing workflows so that we can manage a case digitally. Uh, 
you know, think about improving the experience of people coming to the court. Digital signage to improve uh, the experience as people, you know, come in. I think you all know, you know, coming to court for many people can be a, a nerve wracking experience. Having confidence uh, that you know where you need to be. And uh, especially for those uh, low English proficiency visitors, we'll have digital signage that's uh, multi-language. Uh, many of our courthouses being older, uh, especially some of the, the materials that our courts, courthouses are made out of, we see very little cellular penetration into the, into the courthouses. So when people come to visit, they're often cut off from external communication external communication or supporting documents where we will be providing Wi-Fi for both the staff and the public so that they, they can have uh, access to those folks that support them uh, in the process of working through their cases. We'll be replacing uh, the appellate case management system, uh, enhancing our uh, our web presence and, and inclusion of an access to justice portal. Certainly the, you know, the services that we provide, the access to justice is no longer, we've seen through the pandemic, it's no longer about just coming to the courthouse. We need to expand out our services so that people might be able to access them online and not always have to take that time out of work to come down and, and visit the courthouse. And we'll, you know, I think one of the questions that, you know, generally gets asked me very early, when are we replacing mass courts? Um, and I'll say, we won't be replacing mass courts in this in this five-year period. I think the, the creators of the bond, and we've also seen it, we need to enhance mass courts through this period. Also, you know, improving our foundational, some of our challenges with, uh, with mass courts relate to our foundational technology. There's a there's part of the bond plans for calling for the plan of replacement, replacing mass courts, but replacing mass courts will be future funding, you know, post this bond. That said, with workflow, replacing the, the document management system, the improvements we're making uh, to the surrounding technology and capabilities, we're gonna enhance mass courts significantly from where it is now and, and pre-bond. Um, and, you know, we're excited about, you know, some of the uh, improvements that that'll bring us. You know, I, I mentioned, you know, the, the patchwork of technology where, you know, really the, the, the lack of an enterprise uh, view of solutions led to, uh, a, you know, really a workaround culture where each of the departments, each of the courthouses, sometimes each of the judges, had to come up with their own solutions. So we have many different ways to do something, to do the same thing across the board. Uh, really, our digital transformation is taking that patchwork of, of technology, adding in information security and, and improving our digital infrastructure and moving to integrated business processes and supporting technologies uh, in a much more organized and, and unified way. Um, we, we are thinking uh, organization-wide. We're no longer thinking about individual courthouse solutions and trying to uh, you know, improve the consistency of the way things work uh, across the different court departments.
you know, as we as we think about our, you know, the strategic plan for the next five years, you know, working left to left to right, um, we would love to do those do those things that are really going to you know kind of pop in the in the courthouse and people are going to see value. But we need to improve the foundational technologies first. So, you know, uh, without major improvements to the network. It's like having a car with no road. The network is the backbone of of everything that we will be doing. Um, we're 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 certainly putting a lot of time and effort into this first column where you see infrastructure and foundation fundamental capabilities. Um, and then in this first, you know, we're a little past the first year of the bond, and that's where we've spent a lot of our uh, initial um, the initial year. So improving the network. Uh, We've started to implement, uh, you know, wireless technologies uh, into the individual courthouses. We've get out into the field, improve the technology that the that the judges and the and the field staff are using. Uh, you know, kind of difficult to become a modern, um, you know, a digital courthouse when the judges don't have any digital capabilities on the bench. Um, so. Those are those are things that we need to attack. Improving our digital security, uh, especially this time coming into the, the next election period. There's uh, bad actors out there, not necessarily targeting um, the courts, but certainly targeting organizations like ours to cause disruption um, in our community. We've, we've seen a lot of different uh, physical security challenges in the courthouses. From uh, you know guns and other items, we need to ensure that we're providing for the the safety of folks when they come to visit the courthouse. And we still rely a lot on the on the phone, and our constituents rely a lot on the phone to communicate. To communicate, we've had an old uh, we've had an old phone system that worked on copper wires, which is you know certainly going out of uh, you know coming to end of life as all the as all the telecom providers are. Are dropping, you know, moving to a more modern phone system that'll improve the experience for folks calling in, uh, and then building our own internal capabilities. You know, the the goals and priorities in this first wave is really elimination of uh, technical debt, a lot of the technical debt that we're carrying, strengthening our uh, operational uh, efficiencies within the IT department, minimize security threats and vulnerabilities and really setting the foundation for adding more value-add technologies as, as we go. And so in this first year, we've, we've spent a lot of time in this column. We're, we're starting to, to you know, plan and make some progress in the other areas. We think about operational uh, service delivery process improvements. Um, we're uh, investigating uh, in the process of uh, you know, planning to implement probation case management system as well as a, case, a new case management for the appellate uh, courts. Uh, we'll be looking at what the technology is in the in the actual courtrooms that's needed to to best support a session. We've certainly spent a lot of time. We've brought in uh, you know transformation experts to help us plan how do we get to a true digital case flow where the case uh, doesn't go back to paper. Uh, and you know we'll be moving on to 
data management and analytics. How do we become a data-driven organization? You know, making decisions off of you know the vast amount of information that we actually have held within mass courts and other areas. Um, so, you know, improving our operational capabilities uh, a lot, even in the in the uh, administrative units. You know, you think about budgeting, IT processes. Uh, we're really making major moves uh, to become more efficient, um, and you know, driving our decisions based on you know um, on data and being accountable to how we're performing. And in the in the final phase on the right, well, you see some of the more high end items that certainly folks are interested in. We're starting to think about digital signage. We've done um, you know some design work. We have an idea of how that is going to work. Um, you know, thinking about our website and and externally how uh, how citizens you know access services from the court, online uh, online dispute resolution. You know, again, imp improving the uh, the process for resolving uh, disputes. And you know, I mentioned earlier the mass courts replacement training planning. We'll be doing that towards the end of the bond. Just a, you know, I'm not going to go into this in deep detail. I think everybody's uh, familiar with uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs from our personal perspective. This is how we think about it from IT, which is, you know, really we need to make sure each of the lower levels is, uh, you know, reliable and, and foundationally uh, well put together. Without networking, uh, the servers can't function. Without the servers, the databases, and and so on up, and we're working our way up the chain. Um, and so, as we look at our technology roadmap, uh, you know, through the course of the bond, you'll see that it's it's heavy on the on the lower items of that pyramid. Um, and you know, as we get further up. Uh, you know, those are those are delayed. There needs to be some sequencing where the foundational technology is put in place, and it's uh, you know prepared to you know support you know the value add um, items that'll be coming later. And uh, you know we're we're certainly focused on we need to make sure we we actually receive the benefits from all the work that we're doing, and we've set the foundation correctly. So I'll provide some, you know, you know, key progress uh, to some of the projects that we're working on to date. As far as the digital courthouse and courtrooms, we've piloted Wi-Fi in five courthouse locations. We've got good uh, feedback. We have two teams out in the field every night, uh, wiring, uh, you know, across the different courthouses. We've actually installed Wi-Fi in 20 additional locations past the five pilot locations, and we'll be preparing to activate. Um, those over the upcoming months. We expect to have Wi-Fi completed in December of uh, 2024. So a little over a year from now, but we will have uh, two teams out wiring every night until then. And the Wi-Fi will holistically cover the building. So if you come into the building, uh, it'll be you know throughout the courthouse in the public spaces, uh, as well as in, in other areas. Um, you know, we talked about workflow and content management. 
We've selected a new document management system. We're in the process of uh, developing the plan to migrate to that new to that new document management system. It'll support workflow and allow um, you know a, a true digital case flow within the the uh, processes of the court. And I mentioned you know often our 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 judges and folks in the field didn't actually have the tools to work uh, digitally. Uh, we've gone across. We just completed this uh, this week. We've gone across the the hundred court locations, upgrading end user technology, replacing seven and eight year old computers, ensuring uh, you know folks had uh, up to date systems, as well as other tools that that will allow them to better work uh, digitally. On the in the secure judiciary front. Um, our physical security team uh, will be doing 17 courthouses per year, upgrading their uh, the physical security system that make up our core, our core tool set, the closed circuit cameras, uh, intrusion detection, panic alarms, screening systems, access control. I think as we've you know recently seen, uh, you know down in Maryland, uh, the safety of of our judges. And others that come to the courthouses is a is a paramount concern. We're moving as quickly as possible to provide the best uh, physical security tools uh, in each courthouse. Um, on the information security front, um, over the course of the last year, we've reduced our network vulnerabilities by 85%. So we've made significant significant progress uh, related to information security, but we still have a long way to go. And it's important because if we if we truly become a digital court, or when we truly become a digital court, if you know bad actors are are able to take us offline, that would significantly impact uh, people's access to justice. So we need to ensure that we have we've built a system that's going to be able to withstand um, you know cyber attacks. Uh, we've implemented modern tools to better detect and respond to those cyber attacks. And we've also implemented, you know, ransomware backup protection. You know, should we have some uh, type of ransomware event, that the safety of our data would be uh, secured. And lastly, I'll, I'll touch on, you know, the operations excellence side. Inside the data centers, we've upgraded, uh, we've upgraded our technology on, on almost every level. We've upgraded our storage. We've upgraded our servers. We've upgraded the core networking, that. All the technology comes back to. Um, we are also getting out into the courthouses, upgrading uh, the networks within the courthouses. So we've we've gotten to 24 of them. We're doing about four a week now at this pace. We expect to be done uh, with that at the in June of uh, 24. We know we've you know we've heard from you know some of our judges who would like to work more virtually. That they they haven't been able to you know due to you know network capacity or reliability of the of the network you know raises concerns with uh, you know having virtual sessions and this will really help to resolve uh, those challenges and I mentioned earlier that um, you know we're on we were on an old copper phone system with uh, plenty of uh, reliabilities and we're coming to the end of coming to the end of life. 
We've up, upgraded 74 of the courthouses to a new VoIP system. And we'll, we will be continuing to upgrade the remaining locations over this year and next. And so, you know, we are, we are making progress. We realize people would like us to go faster. Um, we are going as quickly as we can, you know, truly appreciate, you know, Tom's support uh, as well as EOTS um, in providing the resources needed to, to make these improvements. Uh, you know, uh, it's a little strange in the in the webinar. Uh, I think we're happy to answer any questions that uh, you all might have uh, if you if you want to raise them. Thanks, Steve. If any of the attendees have questions, uh, we can try our best to answer them. The only question I saw so far Noah, was on the slides and it seems like you'll be able to make them available to all the attendees. Yep, uh, more than happy to send that over to everybody uh, following the session here. Well, I don't see any questions. Noel, I guess we're going to wrap it up then. Um, I, I hope this was informative to folks on the uh, webinar, and uh, we will continue to make progress and happy to come back a year from now and uh, give you an update as to what progress we've made in, in uh, fiscal year 24 and the beginning of 25.